Hello and welcome to the Core Build Podcast, where we believe aligning people and processes with purpose and value is the best way to create a thriving business. That's true. It's 100% true. I am your host, Frank Keck, and today I'm excited. This is going to be like the best podcast I've ever done. Do you know if you're the number one podcast, that's where people always start listening at, so that one always will have the most listens ever. There you go. It just confirms what I was thinking in my head. This is my guest, Aaron Folk. Also known as number one. Also known as... Number one, I feel sorry for whoever goes next because they'll be known as number two. Yep. And then it's just downhill after that. (laughs) So uh, we wanted to just talk today a little bit about how do you create a thriving business? And so I've got some questions. And if we stick to them, I will be amazed. Okay, perfect. But uh, I'd like to get to have our audience get to know you a Mm -hmm. little bit. Now, you and I know each other personally. A little bit. And so. Not super well. Not super well. but (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. I did bring we it. We do. I, I wrote down a couple of stories in case oh, you get, good. In case you get boring. I uh, might have made them up. <laughs> All right. But first, uh, if you, I just like to get to know you a little bit. And so okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Just what first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Kind of like be like a psych test. But, Got it. Um, who is your favorite cartoon character and why? Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Yes. Because she's a fighter and she had to like fight her way to all of her glory. Very nice. Yeah, thanks. So we use that in a lot of our workshops because the character that you pick and what you like best about them is typically how you see yourself. Well, she also has brown hair and that wonderful yellow dress, a great waistline. (laughs) Your hair looks very pretty today. Oh, thank you. That's because I I told you already this was being video recorded, so I washed it and dried it (laughs) just for you. It looks very dry. Thanks. That was hours ago. Kind of like your sense of humor, so we'll move on. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize this was a comedy podcast. Yeah. I was signing up for (laughs) Apparently. So... I'd like to know just a little bit about your journey. So you're yeah. at Lillian James Creative, yep. which is a thriving business, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. So tell us uh, just a little bit about, like, how did you get to here? Okay. So I, so Lillian James Creative, I am the founder and the CEO of, right? And so we're about two and a half years old. I started this business a couple years ago when Nike came to me to work on something. The shoe people? The shoe, that, that Nike. Okay. They showed... Uh, they didn't show up at my front door. I almost said that, but that's not how it works. <laughs> they showed up in my inbox. Um, I had been working in agency world and really growing my LinkedIn following for a really long time. And they wanted to work on something. They did not want to work with my current agency. Things were going on with my current agency. Right. Perfect way to get out and get out of my non-compete, which was important. Nice. And started this uh, company. The Nike deal didn't end up working out. Uh, but it was kind of that platform that was like, okay, it's time to take this next step. I did that. I put it on my LinkedIn, had three or four clients by the end of the month and was able to really start to grow this. Yeah. So what's been, what's helped you to really make it thrive? It sounds like it's been thriving from the very beginning. Yeah. What's your secret secret sauce? Um, I think, so my fun advantage was I didn't know anything about business. Right. I knew social media and I knew sales, but I didn't know anything about business. So in sales, all you do is ask. You ask, 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 ask. Right. So that's what I did here is I just kept asking. So even like the office space that we're still in, we had this for free for a year and a half because I just went and I asked people if I could, like at the very beginning, if I could have free office space and I would work on their social media because I didn't know that wasn't a thing. I thought we were a competitor, right? <laughs> so you didn't know any better. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Okay. And I don't have any filter. So for me, it was just like, I'll ask. And actually, I went down every single 
I knew I wanted to be on Shawnee Mission Parkway because it was right. close to where my kids were. It's kind of the m- middle of the city, so everybody will come kind here. Of, right. So I went to every open office space, asked every single one, set up a day where I just set appointments, and then they all said no. But my sales mind was like, well, just follow up next week and sure. see if one and somebody said yes. Nice. Um, and so it just kept going like that. I just kept asking people, uh, Sander, who's in the other room, he was a friend of mine. And I said, hey, would you make us a video? And I didn't pay him because I didn't have any money. So will you make us a video? So then hopefully I can start selling video because now I have something made. Right. And then I can bring you on as an employee. And he said yes. So just things like that. So it's you You focus on things that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You create a situation where you win and somebody else wins. So mm-hmm. it's like a win-win situation. Yeah. But it's you just focus on things that you're passionate about. Yeah, because that's all I knew. I just really like social media. Wow. And at the time, I thought, how fun would it be to have a social media company, right? Very cool. I didn't know it came with the financial part and stuff like that. Well, that you so that's all money? I had to learn. <laughs> I really didn't know if anyone would pay me to do their social media because that was right. still a novel idea yeah right and so even though two and a half years ago it was definitely happening people weren't doing it like they are now so yeah i just pretty much sold on my passion and here we are i love that and so how far away is applebee's (laughs) we're between two applebee's do you think people are wondering why you're asking? So me? one of the things I know about Erin is her favorite restaurant is Applebee's. And it's if you don't like Applebee's, you can't be her friend. No, you can. We just can't go to lunch together. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can still be my friend. <laughs> I wanted to point out that Applebee's follows me on Twitter. That's how big a fan I am. Okay. Right? And we're within a mile of two different Applebee's here to Very answer nice. your question. Very nice. Mm-hmm. This is uh, podcast is being brought to you today. <laughs> Just trying to get you a sponsorship. By Applebee's. And I don't know if you've looked at Applebee's Twitter recently. I have not. But uh, this is what I think is going on. This is why having a good social media presence is vital. One person that they've hired for social media is really good at social media. Right. At Applebee's. The other two people that manage Applebee's Twitter, they don't really care about Twitter. So every third day, you get the funniest tweets out there. And then the next two days, nothing. Nada. Like one or two posts of the like dollar margaritas or whatever they're on. And then come the third day, it's like just pure fire. And then so. So what's the difference between the really good person and the two that aren't great? Well, there's probably a tweet every 30 minutes. Right. They're jokes. It's just different voices is really the biggest problem, I think. So like a different energy? Different energy, different voices, different um, strategy altogether, right? I don't think people understand that. They just think I'm getting tweets. Well, if you're getting... 40 tweets one day and right. two the next day, and it sounds like you versus me tweeting, but it's supposed to be Applebee's tweeting, it becomes a problem. So, so. there's, so you figured out like a science behind social media. Yeah. So I'm weirdly really bad at math and science, like really bad at math and science. So I love that women are getting into STEM, but I am not one of those women that even understand math and science at all. So, but what I love is I love the algorithms. That's math. It is. And that's what's weird. So, like, maybe if they would have taught me math through algorithms, because I can look at something. um, I could tell that Instagram made changes two days ago just based off of our reach on certain posts. Wow. Yeah. So that's, like, the – and I'm able to – probably the thing I'm very best at is tweak to see if we can figure out the algorithms without being a math or science person. So you tweak your tweet. Yeah, not so much on Twitter, but um, really Instagram and Facebook. I was just trying to be humorous. Oh, sorry. We can edit that out later. (laughs) 
So my takeaway so far is you, uh, you're building a business that you love to do. You mm-hmm. obviously have very positive energy. You love doing it. You find people like your, um, our, our engineer today, John. Yeah. Fantastic engineer, yeah. loves what he does. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of a theme as we've gone around the office today. You hire these people who like, just have this passion for yeah. what they're doing. It's really pretty cool. We've been very lucky that we've gotten a really good team surrounded um, because we've had a lot of re- people referred here. because they, And we even have some of the, our team members, they really just watched us for a long time. Right. And then said, hey, what are you doing there? And as jobs came open... They said, I want to work there. Cool. So, and I don't even know if I've been following my own questions that I created because I don't really ever follow the rules. Yeah. But one of my questions, I'm just curious, like what's been the biggest, I'm sorry, I just dropped something off my lap. What's been the biggest uh, like dodo move, mistake, blunder, however you want to describe it that you made that ended up being like fantastic? Oh, I knew the first part of that question way easier than it ended up being fantastic. Um, So this is a two-part answer. I just didn't know the people part of this, right? I didn't know the one of the things I think a lot of businesses have an issue with is just because you're passionate about something or you're really good at something doesn't mean you're really good at managing people. Right. And that I have not been great at. So when it was hiring, let me say this right. So I've not been great at the hiring sector of that. And that's a twofold question because because I wasn't great, I wasn't going through a lot of the processes that a lot of people do. Right. And I've got some amazing, amazing people that if we would have gone through that processes, I probably would have never found, right? right. Like um, Brittany, who is our project manager, I found her at church and I just needed somebody and I liked her. So I asked her if she wanted to work here. That's apparently not something you're supposed to really do. <laughs> like you're supposed to go through this whole process. <laughs> However, that's a twofold because I've gotten the most amazing people by not doing that. But then I also got some really people that probably didn't didn't fit our culture, didn't right. fit our team. So my biggest blunders have all been with hiring and sometimes it turns out really good. But it's also turned out really bad sometimes, too. But you've kind of found a formula that works for you. Yes. So now we actually have more of a process to hiring. Very nice. So um, I don't even get to meet the candidates till the last round. Right. And I think by then the team kind of knows who they're leaning towards anyways, and they just want me to not hate them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And how has that changed some of the folks that you've hired through that process? Yeah, so if I'm just being like point blank honest, we are right now hiring for the first time through that process because right. most of my team members have been here for quite a while. Okay. So we put a pause on hiring while we figured this out. Very nice. And I'm very lucky that I have a lot of mentors that I sat down and I talked to, you being one of them. You've sat right. down with our operations manager, and we were able to talk and like have people that have been doing this for a lot longer than we have help us figure out what the process would look like. So we're doing it this first round. Um, I was, this is the first round we're doing it. We haven't hired since probably, I think our last hire was last October and not because we don't need to, but because we really, um, took a step back from it to make sure that we were ready to do the correct process. Right. Well, you want to get it right. We want to get it right. We get to have a little bit of a lull between um, Christmas and New Year's in the marketing world, right? right? Right after we're done with the Christmas. So it's just now to the point where it's really time to pick, up, pick it up. Um, 
Uh, what I know is they've already gone through one round of interviews for we're hiring for a social media position right now. One out, round of interviews. It got first, second, first interview, second interview, and none of those people made it to me. So obviously they're catching stuff that I probably didn't catch before. Right. Um, this week we have I have my first interview since October. Um, she's I feel like she's probably been vetted. We implemented an exercise to see, um, and by vetted I mean by the team to make sure she meets our culture. I love that. Yeah. So what I'm learning to first a, a repeat passion is important mm -hmm. uh, to help you thrive. But the second thing is you're not afraid to try new things. You're no. And you're not afraid to make mistakes. So I firmly try to hire people that are way smarter than me, right? Because I'm the first to say I probably don't know anything. Sometimes I probably say too much. But so I firmly believe if I hire smarter people, like for instance, for this position, Alicia is our social media director. Right. Alicia knows as much as I love social and I think I know a lot of social, she's in social all day long. Right. She's an ad manager. One of the things I was, we run social paid ads for a lot of clients. Um, and I've never thought to ask, do you know social paid ads? I think I assume that came with the territory and I've gotten very lucky that Alicia's does but she didn't she came to me and she said this first round of people nobody even knew how to figure this out right, right. and we need somebody that knows a little bit and is trainable and that's just something i didn't even ever think i guess i assume everybody is just gonna be super proactive because i'm so so proactive but um i think she's doing a really good job and alicia's what 12 years younger than me this is her second real job out of college she's 14 <laughs> yes I'm 24. Uh, so she's... Uh, <laughs> 26, but who's... Oh, 26. Told you I'm not good at math. <laughs> but so just things that I didn't even think, because I'm so big, big picture, I'm not detail at all. Right. So. so you surround yourself with people who have strengths that are different than yours. Yes. Yes. And in fact, we're, I've done such a good job at that, that we're actually going to be our next hire is going to be strengths a little bit more aligned with mine so that I can can focus on some other things Very and we nice. can have another big picture person in the office. Awesome. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you're building a culture. Yeah. I will pretend like I don't know what you're doing. Okay. I'm helping you with that. Yeah. But you guys have, we've met a couple of times. Um, if you could just share what's one thing that you've, that you've learned that's making, cause you mentioned that your culture is getting better. Yeah. What's one thing that you guys have picked up that's that you could share with folks that would say, Hey, this is a way to help make your culture better. Well, back to the hiring so we get a hire based off skill sets, very much so based off skill sets, right? So if you're a good graphic designer, you're a good graphic designer. If you're a good videographer, you're a good videographer. What I never was really looking at is, but how do you fit with the rest of the team? Because so many of our things are collaboration. Right. So we're really focusing on um, how does the team work versus just these little silos. Very nice. Yeah. And that's why the team's interviewing people first. Yeah. And then it gets... Because they will really to, never work with me. So why am I hiring them? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Good question. So but I'm not even sure I still get a say. They're just making it make feel like I do. But I think that makes sense. If they're going to work with them the yeah. most, they need to make sure they can it work with them. 100% makes sense. Plus, I'm back in the back corner, right? And they're out in a big open area. Right. And if they suck, like, they're the ones that have to deal with it, <laughs> not me. Can we can we edit that out? Okay. <laughs> I mean, not suck, but, like, if, if there's a lot of drama brought every day or if there's mood swings or just something that's, like, not a good energy. Right. In a big open workspace, that really does affect everyone else. Absolutely. Where if I'm back in my back corner office... 
it's not fancy. It's just they put me back there because I talk too much. Then I just don't know that, right? Or I don't have to deal with it. So, right. I, so I'm letting them do so it. So the setup, the setup of the office is good too. Oh yeah, the setup of the office is good for them because they don't want me out there. Right. So they kind of keep you off at a distance. Yeah, me and John. <laughs> all right. I have just a couple more questions. Okay. Um, I want to, man. I want to ask all three at the same time. So these are my three well, favorite okay. ones. Okay. Um, Thirty seconds or less. What is a book that you've read recently that rocked your world? Uh, the Michelle Obama book. Ooh, which one? Yeah, <laughs> the one she just had. Um, the what is it called? Becoming. Becoming. Okay. Yes. And what's it about? I've not read it. You haven't read it? No. You know what? I just saw a men's um, a men's read thing that you can join, okay. but it's really uh, what I like. Where it focuses at the beginning is she's kind of sitting like she's almost reflecting on her past few years oh, wow. and taking that reflection before she really gets into how she became there that was my favorite part of the book very cool yeah all right becoming uh, god i'm just like the michelle obama book who doesn't know that one come on <laughs> me okay <laughs> and it's you really good. apparently who doesn't know the name but i don't know any names. that's okay uh i can just go to and the, the frank book, book bookstore and ask for michelle obama's book and they'll probably it's know. just going to be there on a display when you walk in yeah uh, all right, so you were the highlight of the most recent culture con in Kansas City. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that was nice. Um, tell us uh, just briefly, what was that experience like for you? Okay, so that was funny because I always speak in public, but I speak in front of one demographic, and that's usually women execs, right? right? And so I get to be this, like, over-the-top, crazy, like, Oh, at least we're not her, but we like where she's going with this, like this disruptor in that space. What I never do is I never speak in front of men, and I never speak between two men that have very high speaking careers. And so that, that was the difference. So I actually, I'm not a nervous person right. when it comes to speaking. Like, it's my favorite thing, um, except for I got a little nervous there uh, to do that. And then also, it was such a different topic, because I usually speak on LinkedIn or social media. Right. Right. And so to speak on culture really made me, like, sit down and, like, prepare. I I have speaking events at least one a week where I don't usually prep for. Yeah. Especially if it's one we already have slides made for, right? Like, then I'm just, like, grab the, grab the slides and let's go. This really made me stop and think, and then it made me think of what we are doing, and I right. had to do a lot of research to see if, before I went and told everybody what we're doing, if it made sense, right? <laughs> so it was really interesting. I liked it. And then my son was there. Devin? Yeah. And he's 12, and I think it was really fun for him to see, like, because mom's been working a lot the past two and a half years. Right. And I try to bring them to a lot of stuff, but I think it, it was more for him to be like, okay, mom's doing some stuff that makes sense, right? That's cool. Yeah. And he got to wear a Super Bowl ring and a World Series ring. Yeah. So very he was cool. very popular at school the next day. Very cool. Yeah. And now we're going to get him a the Warriors NBA championship ring. ring. Yeah. Yep. And he's a big Steph Curry fan. Well, there you go. Which I'm, I love Steph Curry for kids watching, right? He's just like one of the good guys that I like them watching. He is. He is. He would fit the culture here. <laughs> Bring him in. He could go sit out in the with everybody else. Totally cool. I'll let him. He could even sit in my office. It's cool. All right. My final question just lets us get to know you a little bit. I believe that values drive everything that we do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask you what your values are, but I'm going to okay. ask you to answer this question. Okay. If you could have dinner with any three people, living or dead, who would they be Okay. and why? Michelle Obama. Okay. Why? Just because I think she's so real. I think she's been through all of these things and kept really like 100% authentic. 
Ellen DeGeneres because she's so freaking nice. Like, she's just nice. And she really, I mean, you know, I feel like at least in my circles, not I know it's not in every circle, but at least my circles, like, you're gay, you're gay. We still love you. We don't care. We don't blink an eye at it, right? But she really had to... to, to Main the way for a lot of a lot of that, yeah. um, and then Cheryl Sandberg. From do you know who that is? Um, she. Um, yes, I do. She's the CEO of she Facebook. Was, she, no, she was the chief operating officer of Facebook. <laughs> yes, something like that. Yeah. So um, I'm obsessed with her. She. What do you like about her? Well, this is what I like. I think she worked really hard and did everything she was supposed to do, and she got to where she was. And then she wrote this amazing book called Lean In that was the first, when I first decided to do this business, I didn't have a babysitter for the first week, and it was the first week of summer. And part of my plan was with my kids to do this business and then have people babysit during the summer so I wouldn't right. spend any money, so I'd save a little money. So I started in June. But I took them to the pool all week. I was like, we'll go to the pool all week, but then I don't know what's happening after this, right? So you'll be here, there, and everywhere. And I read Lean In. And to me, it was like it was like super empowering to start my business. But I left feeling like, because I've always been a single mom right? Uh, until December. I was always a single mom of 12 years. So I did feel like, yes, this is awesome, empowering, da-da-da-da. It's not going to work 100% for me because I'm a single mom. And she's got this awesome husband and nannies and all of this. Like, she doesn't totally get it. But And then her husband passed away. And then she wrote her second book, and I wow. don't know the title of it. Do you not know this story? No. Yeah, they were on vacation in Mexico, and he went to work out in the gym and had a heart attack. Oh, my god! passed away. And so then she processed that, and then she wrote a second book. And what she said, she was like on, I, I think it was Oprah Super Soul Sunday, and she just started doing kind of the circuit for her book. And she said, I really effed up on my last book. I don't think she, that was the direct quote, but she said, I didn't even think about women that didn't have all these advantages I did. So now she's found herself as a single mom. Sure, she has all the... Uh, you know, the money and stuff to make up for right. some of those missing pieces. But she didn't think about the emotional part when you leave your kids for a week and all of that. So her second book spoke to me so much more. And I just thought it was really like she had this like awakening and she wasn't too proud to not say I didn't address everything right in the first book. Very yeah. cool. So she's probably my very favorite. Um, just to kind of Can wrap. Oprah come too? What's that? Can Oprah come too? No, you oh. only get three. Dang it. Sorry. Sorry, Oprah, next time. <laughs> Oprah's going to be on the podcast. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'll just come in here when she's back. Um, just to kind of wrap things up. So what I've learned about you. Yes. I, I've really been studying for myself. How can I be more aligned with myself? And uh, I've been reading that if you get angry or sad or fearful, it's because you're not your body's telling you what you're doing or thinking is not aligned with who you actually are which kind of blows my mind when I start thinking about it. Yeah. But I see that you're very aligned with who you are. You're very comfortable with who you are. Yeah. And I think that's a great that's a great place to build a culture around. That's why you guys yeah. are thriving here, Thanks. which is so cool. And um, the final thing is I sat next to – do you know who Pat Summit was? Yeah. So I sat From Tennessee. Next to her, yes. Yeah. I sat next to her on an airplane. Oh, wow. And as we sat there, she turned to me and she said, you look familiar. And I said, you look familiar. And I couldn't place it. And she said, what do you do? I said, I'm a speaker. What do you do? She said, I'm a coach. I said, what do you coach? And she said, basketball. I said, oh, you kind of look like Pat Summit. She said, it's because I am Pat Summit. <laughs> like, moron. Yeah. Anyway, so she said, everybody I meet, I like to ask them a question of, like, what would be one leadership that you could, one leadership tip that you could give? And so she gave me two. Okay. Her first leadership tip was outwork everybody. And I said, okay, great, but I'm lazy. What else you got? <laughs> 
right? And so she said, use a SWOT analysis. So I like to end with, if you could give one tip to help thrive as a human, as a business, whatever yeah. it is, what would your tip be? I just think it's don't be afraid to ask questions, what right? Like in general. So if you don't know something, ask. If you, if you need something from a team member, like I think a lot of leaders sometimes it'll be nervous. They'll be nervous to ask the team member because what if the team member does know more than them? Right. I think that just takes you farther along. I mean, I come in here. I think John probably would be good. John's doing the sound on this. I come in here and ask what many probably could see as dumb questions all day long, but because I don't know, I'm not going to assume I want to come and ask, right? And so just ask questions. And wouldn't you want to have people that know stuff that you don't know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and ask, like, you know, a lot of my opportunities I've just gotten because I asked. And I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to hear no, ever. And I think a lot of people are nervous to hear no. Yeah. Then the worst thing is, is no. Like, nobody's ever going to scream or cuss you out or anything. Like, the worst thing most people say to a question, the absolute worst case scenario is no. I don't know. As a guy, <laughs> one of the worst things I used to hear is maybe. Seems like purgatory. Yeah, but maybe it's no, right? So mm. it's still not, they're not punching you in the face with that maybe. That would be way worse. Like, I've, it's I've just a word. I've been punched in the face too. Oh, God. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> There is a Harvard study. One of my mentors told me there's a Harvard study that said that uh, men have to be about 78% ready to go do something or ask a question and hear it or, or make a decision, that type. Uh, women have to usually be about 110%. She says she thinks I live around 50%. <laughs> and so I think if at least women as leaders could get closer to where men are, we could see a lot more action. I have a statistic, too. Okay. I learned from uh, a marriage counselor that if a woman, if a, a woman who's married goes to the divorce attorney, she's been thinking about it for at least six months. If a man goes to a divorce attorney, he's been thinking about it for about two hours. Wow. So when men go to it, it's not nearly as like, hey, this is going to happen as when women go to it's it. It's just so, more thought process. Yeah. Women are more thorough, apparently. Yeah. So in many ways. <laughs> That was nice of your counselor to tell you this. This has been great. Thank you. I've learned from you. I love what you guys are doing here. What I learned about you today is that you're really aligned with yourself. That really is cool. Awesome. I love that. Well, thanks for having me on. Here's my outro. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Outro just means this is how we're going to end everything and tells John to get ready. I like it. That wraps up this session of the Core Build Podcast. I think this is the best one that we've ever done. It's definitely going to be number one. Yeah. Thanks to our guest, Aaron Folk. That's me. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. Want to hear more? Subscribe to the Core Build podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your colleagues. Share it with your enemies. Share it with people you don't know. Shout it from the rooftops. This kind of went off track there. Uh, we'll see you next time when we talk to another influential leader. Uh, coming up on the podcast, we have the great Joel Goldberg of the Kansas City Royals and Rachel Keck, nice. one of our favorites. Love them. All right. Have a good week.